Welcome to the Success Podcast Now with Michelle Rickman and Jose Angel Manaisa Jr. We have uh, a very special guest, and that is Pamela Clay. Pamela Clay is a multi-talented rock star. She is a singer, actress, songwriter. Uh, she was born and raised in Oklahoma, and as a you know, someone that was raised in a in a in a, in a military family, she lived many years in France, Germany. She is fluent in French and some German. She is uh, an award-winning artist, and she has been with the biggest star from Mel Brooks, Mandy Patinkin, Alan Arkin. I mean, you name it. She. Um, I guess one of her main, main breakthroughs is that she started when she performed a one-woman show at the John F. Kennedy. Oh, my goodness. Is it not amazing? John F. Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. She also has oh, some... Hi. Woohoo! Pause <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It all sounds so great when you say it, Jose, you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I got to say, you know, life is, is one one fun ride. And I always say the best is yet to come, you know. So yeah. tell us, Pamela, when did you realize that singing or being a singer and an actress was something that you wanted to do? Well, Michelle, um, it's it's funny how that how life I feel has unfolded for me in that um, I feel like these particular gifts, I mean, because they're really gifts, have basically kind of guided me. And, you know, earlier before we we started actually talking on on camera or on our um, on our actual recording here, uh, we were talking about at least I was mentioning how I just learned recently how we have magnetite in the brain, which is tiny crystals, and that we all have these crystals and um, they're like starbursts in there. And they literally can can guide us, you know, and, and I feel like you know, the, the gifts that I have been given have attracted um, opportunities for me all, all along my life. Uh, you know, every two years or so as we were growing up as a child, uh, my dad being military, um, we would move and, you know, be uprooted and go to a new place. And I'd be at a new school, new kids, new teachers, new new church, new everything. And and uh, mom was always getting us involved in everything. I know I was uh, three years old, got involved in ballet. <laughs> they enrolled me in classes and, and piano as well at age three. And so, and my parents are both, uh, were both um, musician and, you know, talented singers and uh, again not they weren't uh, professional they they never followed uh, that path although both of them could have um, but for me it's sort of like the path it was <laughs> you know I, I always believe in fairy tales and I feel like my life is kind of a fairy tale and, and I'm sort of like you know, Hansel and Gretel or, or, you know, the Wizard of Oz or something. I feel like I'm on this, this magic, uh, yellow, what is it? Yellow, follow the yellow, yellow brick, brick road. road. I feel like I'm on a yellow brick road and, and, and the path reveals itself to me and these opportunities present themselves to me. So it's not necessarily something that I've chased as much as it has, has found me, you know? That's, wow. be that's beautiful. Oh, that's that's, that's beautiful. amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I, I do feel um, really, really just, I feel so lucky and, and so blessed. And I'm, I'm so filled with gratitude, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny, you know, uh, uh, another friend of Jose's the other day asked me what my definition of success is. And, and to me, it's, you know, basically just, you know, being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, you know, that's kind of like success. And, and, um, 
beyond that, you know, to to be, what does the Bible say? Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, you know? Because we don't know how long we're going to be here, you know? I mean, life life is so precious every second. And and I think that when we're, we're grateful for each moment that we're living, that it makes the next moment easier to live somehow because we sort of build ourselves up with a bank of gratitude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that we can draw on when we need it, when times get tough. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela, you mentioned, Pamela, something very meaningful about your your journey in such a way. You mentioned that you were not chasing those rings. Actually, they actually found you. How yes. can you, how can you, um, what would you say to young people now that would like to emulate and follow your success how can they be in the best position so that their dreams will actually that dream will found will find them rather than chasing them well i think that if you're <coughs> if you're excuse me i think that if you're a singer uh it's important to sing and yeah. that might sound silly but uh you know uh what i mean when you're young like that when you're developing It's important for you to sing whenever you can and to, to join the choir, join the church choir, join the school choir. Um, if you can, learn an instrument, learn many instruments. Um, you know, uh, put every foot, every you know, ounce of your mind and spirit that you can into music and understanding it. And, and I'm very fortunate in that my first exposure to music was classical music, which I think is not the foundation of all music, you know, because let's face it, you know, there, there's beautiful uh, music that has come way before classical did, but that's what, what sort of uh, grounded me. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> you know, sometimes I hear uh, big operas or something and I'm like, you know, that sounds like a rock opera, you know? So it's, it's funny how, um, and, and jazz and all of, all of the different musical um, types of music, they're all connected and, And I'm fortunate in that I, I can feel a lot of them, and therefore I, I can sing a lot of the different styles, you know, because I think it boils down to, to what you can feel, you know. So, Pamela, you mentioned that your mom had you into a lot of things like singing and dancing and other activities. Yes. What activity did you prefer, and what activity could you have done without Well, um, I think that, uh, you know, I, I loved it all, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't say that there's, there's much about any kind of course that I had in school that I didn't like. And it's so funny because I know that Jose's the math specialist, but I think that, you know, um, had I been exposed to someone like as great as Jose in terms of a math teacher, maybe I would be. Uh, more proficient in math, but I wasn't really great in math. I didn't do badly. I didn't do badly in anything, but math wasn't my favorite subject. But I, I just loved school. I loved everything about it and uh, loved acting, you know, whenever, <laughs> I remember when I was in Girl Scouts and, you know, they're there trying to see if you can act or not. And they're like, okay. And this way they, they find out, they sit there, you in a chair and they go, okay, show us how you feel when you're sad and show us how you are when you're happy and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, okay. So, you know, and so you end up getting put into the shows and stuff and, and just, uh, and singing same thing. I, I sang uh, live on, on German television when I was 13, you know, Oh, Holy Night of all things, <laughs> you know, and uh, just really wonderful, fun opportunities like that, that when, in terms of advice for others is to educate yourself as much as possible. Um, and in terms of acting, watch the old movies, watch those old black and white, white movies, watch Turner classic movies, um, get into plays, you know, get into the church plays, get into your school plays, get into your community plays. Um, and, um, and make sure if, you know, if you're striving to join the union, you know, whether it's SAG-AFTRA or equity, make sure that you have a lot of experience first, because when you get into those uh, big arenas like that, you're playing with uh, folks that 
not that you don't have talent, but it, it experience really helps and you'll feel a lot more confident and confidence is what you really need in this industry because um, talent isn't as important, <laughs> unfortunately, as confidence is because, um, you know, it's it's a team effort. And when when one of the team is, is feeling fearful, it, it's kind of a contagious thing. And and so people prefer to hire folks that are confident in what they're doing so they can relax and concentrate on what they have to do. Because, you know, we're all pieces of the same bird uh, when we're all flying together like that, whether it's a play or a movie or a television show or even this. You know, we're together. We're a threesome here and we're all counting on each other to uh you know, to behave in a professional, professional manner, you know? Yeah. Pamela, uh, yes. when you, uh, at what point in your life you decided to perform in other languages beyond the English language? Uh, well, that's a really good question. I, um... My dad was stationed in Paris, uh, let's see, when I was in sixth grade and seventh grade. And I ended up uh, seventh grade going to the international school there in Paris and the curriculum was entirely in French. <laughs> so, you know, you had all these kids from all the different countries because we were all the kids of the parents from all the different countries who were there at SHAPE, which at the time was headquartered in Paris. Now it's in, in Belgium. Um, but... Uh, um, I think that I, you know, showed such a great propensity for it and ended up winning the Prix des Parents d'Elèves, which is um, the, the prize that they give to the best student at the end of the year. And <laughs> I was, I, you know, I love to learn, but I, I, I love a good challenge too. But I think that French was something that came easily for me. And um, when did I first start singing in French? I think it was uh, when I started to... Um, Gosh, I must have been in my early 20s, and I believe I was living in the D.C. area. I had uh, come back from living in France uh, for years because I had gone back myself because with my folks, we went to Germany after that. Then I came back to the States. Then I went back to France my junior year abroad uh, to the University of Bordeaux and ended up staying there for years was living out in the country in France and, you know, was <laughs> uh, making my living as a, a singer, singing in Café Théâtre and, and, you know, passing the play to, you know, rest, uh, restaurant. And it was just a blast and living off the land. It was, it was really a joy. But when I came back to the States, that's when they went, oh, you've been living in France. And of course I was fluent. And they're like, you know, you should be singing Edith Piaf. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, sure. No problem. And, and so I started, learning Edith Piaf songs and um, and because uh, I've made my living singing for so long um, that became part of my repertoire and I realized that her songs felt like and that's when I know a song is good for me when I feel like it was written for me and and if I feel like that about a song then I have the nerve to sing it because Uh, anytime you sing a song, it, it takes a lot of nerve because you want to be able to do the the songwriter justice, you know, because um, <laughs> a song is a is a, a big, beautiful structure for a singer to be able to climb into. And I'm grateful for great songwriters. Pamela, yes. during the um, pandemic where people have found themselves indoors and um, not going into work, Um, they've discovered new things about themselves, like other talents that they would like to explore. What would you say to someone who is um, a more mature person who wants to break into acting and singing? Um, I would say that uh, there is no time and that they're actually, that age is... Uh, only relative to the material world and the material world is transitory and that that's not what we should put our focus that we should put our focus on that which is eternal and um as long as we maintain our bodies um you know our you know eat properly get enough sleep and you know think good thoughts and good feelings um then you know we'll have a shot at sticking around for a while if we don't get run over by a bus you know 
So um, there is always room for, for you. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, how old you are, whether you're fat, whether you're skinny, whether you're tall, whether you're from Romania, whether you're from Japan, it doesn't matter. Human beings crave other human beings. We can't get enough of each other. And when you have um, the ability to be truthful under imaginary circumstances, it doesn't matter what age you are. The industry is looking for you. And so find a way into the industry if you can do that, because we need you. We need the truth tellers, the people that that bring it, you know, because let's face it. You know, it's nice to have a pretty face. I love a pretty face. I love, you know, looking at, at, at beautiful people. That's really nice. But but let's face it. I want to feel something. Let's let's get together and have uh, have an experience, have something that could possibly even change our lives. You know, that's what I'm looking for. Wow. wow. That's so inspirational. You know, Pamela, you have such a great spirit about you and being so optimistic and, and jovial and you just <laughs> really embrace life i gotta know more about the people that parented you <laughs> mom and your dad they must have just loved you so completely can well, you share a little bit about you. your parents and, and their influence you. over you thank you they they literally in i believe uh influenced everyone that was ever fortunate enough to be in their presence in a positive manner. I saw them um, uh, have to literally change places for the better uh, because we moved so much and I would see their effects on other people, you know, because let's face it, you know, when you're in groups and my mother was very often in groups, you know, and my dad, let's face it, the army is like a big group. And so you have to be, um, you know, I, I was telling Jose this the other night. Uh, I think I was about five years old, and and I was in in the barn with my dad and uh, sitting up there having a grand old time. And he was telling me about the golden rule, and I was sitting there at five years old, mind blown, just thinking, wow, how incredible this world would be if people treated each other the way we would like to be treated. You know, it's really easy, man. Just you know, like think about others the way you would like them to think about you. It's real simple, but it's it's not so easy always to put into practice. It takes um, a real tremendous desire to to be kind, you know. And and my parents were extremely kind to other people. I I didn't see I didn't see racism. I didn't see prejudice. I didn't see unkindness. You know, I was brought up under John F. Kennedy, and and John F. Kennedy, uh, in my belief, he, you know, along with Martin Luther King and a lot of other uh, wonderful people, you know, Mother Teresa and Gandhi, people who, who walked their talk, you know, and, and as far as I'm concerned, people's personal lives are their own business, and we have no business knowing there's far too much of this, you know, looking over the shoulder and through other people's windows. What John F. Kennedy did in his private time was his own business. He he helped change the world for the better, and and to me that is what's most important. Um, you know, uh, there have been some some wonderful folks that have inspired us like that. And my parents, you know, in their way, I believe uh, inspired people uh, positively all along the way. And. Um, <laughs> My mom, my mom had seven kids in 12 years, you know, I mean. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. She you are a middle child. And I was the middle child. And I remember, you know, going along with mom. She'd be there with, you know, her broom. And I'd have the dustpan dust after her. And we'd be singing something like, um, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, hang on to the affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In-Between. You know, and we would just have the best time, you know, or or washing dishes, singing things like, um, what was that Walt Disney song? A whistle while you work, whistle, you know, stuff like that. And it sounds really corny, but, you know, it's like if, if, if we can just be grateful for every moment of our lives, 
it doesn't matter what we're doing. And and as I say in this wonderful Edith Piaf show that I wrote about the life of Edith Piaf, you know, before I sing uh, her big song, Non, je ne regrette rien, which means, no, I regret nothing. And uh, I say as Edith Piaf, you know, um, something like, what is it? Uh, you know, the good, the bad, it's all the same. Life itself is the gift. And I hope you live your life with no regret. And then I say, no, you know, no, she got rien. And, and that's it. And that's true. You know, I, I wish that, that each of us could be grateful for each moment and, and live our life with no regrets to, to look back with, um, with gratitude and look forward with hope, you know? Oh, I yeah. better unplug that phone. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, just ring in the other room. Okay, there we go. Did I answer your question? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah. Absolutely. Pamela, <laughs> Pamela, you. Yes. Pamela, you, as you were responding to Michelle's question, you know, you you share with us about the the golden rule and how important that is the golden rule. Yes. About yes. treating other people uh, and the kindness. The kindness, yes. the loving kindness, you know, from, yes. from you, both of your parents, uh, yes. in your own journey, right? As you became the successful person that you are now, how do you best deal with, with unkind people? Like people that are, let's say, jealous of you. Like, can you give us some, some of the unique ways that you were able to cope with it? Um, you know, I, I appreciate a good question, and that's a really good question. And that is something that I'm still learning how to deal with. Um, other other uh, kinds of, um, you know, unkindness I've been able to learn how to deal with, you know, like I remember my first job back in D.C. and, and my the manager was selling leather goods and my manager, you know, let's face it. She hated me. And it was, and it was a racial thing. And I, and I totally got that. And I, and I really, truthfully, I, I just didn't care, you know, <laughs> because I, my heart went out to her for her to hate me, not even knowing me. I'm like, wow, you know, that's a, that's a really sad place to be. So I ended up working there, I think maybe like a year and a half or something. And, oh, she did her best to make my life hell. You know, go and fix up those purses and go and do this and go and do that. And I'd always just say, sure, and, you know, do it with a smile. And I remember the day I left. Oh, man, this makes me cry. The day I left, she had never said a kind word to me. And the day I left, she grabbed me in her arms and she said, thank you so much, Pamela. Thank you so much for all of your kindness. And to me, that was worth everything. You know, I mean, life is too short. It's literally, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a game of, of, uh, what is it? Ping pong. You know, you throw me the ball and I throw you a ball back. And if you throw me a nasty ball, I'm not going to throw you a nasty ball back. I'm going to throw you back a rose. And I'm going to keep throwing you back roses because I think roses are more powerful than nasty balls. <laughs> wow. That's wow. a beautiful story. Oh, thanks. Thanks. But, but jealousy is a tricky one. Jealousy is a really tricky one because, because it, it makes me feel like like these people that are jealous feel like um, that there's competition in the world. And, and so that kind of like sets off something in me that I don't really like because I don't, I don't like to believe that there's competition in the world. I, le I like to believe that each one of us has our place and that when it's your turn, it's your turn. And I don't want your turn. And when it's my turn, it's my turn. And, and, it can only be my turn, you know? So, so there isn't really any competition, I don't think, you know? And so when we, when we're thinking in those ways, we're thinking in small ways, we're thinking in, 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 um, in ways that aren't, aren't helpful to humanity. And I, I want to do my best to, to have thoughts and actions that are helpful to humanity, you know? You know, Pamela, I remember when I was in conflict with someone and this person really had it in for me. 
she would show up at my workshops and stand sure. up in front of my audience and point the finger at me. Sure. She would call me, harassing me, and I would, in turn, sing that song by um, I, by Ferrer called Pharrell. Um, what was it called? It was uh, it was the the happy song. Don't worry, be happy. No, it wasn't. That, that was another guy. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, for oh, real. It, it oh, oh, yeah, like this, for Because yeah, I'm happy. Clap your hands if you exactly. feel like a room without exactly. a roof. <laughs> yeah. That one? Yeah. Um, um, it says uh, something like, uh, uh, don't worry about me because I'll be just fine. No offense sure. to you. Don't waste your time because I'm happy. Yeah. And I would sing that song whenever I saw her number pop up because I knew she was going to be critical of me or judge me or say sure. something hateful. And eventually she turned it around. Good. And How we have wonderful. a relationship today. But I use that that practice like you did of yes. taking a dirty ball and throwing a rose. That's it. And That's although it. I never forgot her behavior... Um, I was able to forgive the behavior and we were able good. to want to have a very working, to have a working relationship. That's so good because, you know, the, the idea of separation is an illusion. You know, the, the only separation that exists is that which we, we believe, you know, and, and so when, when we're able to literally um, accept one another truthfully, you know, like, to accept accept that person and accept all of her unhappiness and all of her, you know, enmity and all of that stuff, you know, and and literally it's like you can you can put up a Star Trek shield, you know, like an energy field. You know, I've done um uh what is it, Aikido. It's one of the martial arts and and we are all, each one of us, channels to the universal force to what they call ki or chi or however people say it, different people say it different ways. And so literally, you know, we are, we are all connected by this, by this ki or by this chi. And um, so this, this woman uh, believed herself to be separate from you. And, and you, by staying in that beautiful happy zone, you stayed in the the world of you know where the field is like Rumi the beautiful poet Rumi <laughs> he wrote this poem outside ideas of right doing and wrong doing there is a field I'll meet you there you know so it's like the unified field you know that's where that's love you know and that's that's where all the power is that's where life itself lives you know Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pamela, I know yes. Pamela that you have this virtual concert coming up in honor of Valentine's Day. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. Tell tell us about it. Okay. Well, I um, I like I been saying you know i've been singing all my life you know even before i put on professional shows i always had a show in the backyard or a show you know in my downstairs basement whatever wherever i was always shows going on and what happened this year uh, actually last year you know of course all the nightclubs shut down all the places where i could sing were shut down what happened was this beautiful um miracle i call it a miracle happened in um I had met this wonderful man about three or four years ago who had come out to L.A. from New York. And he had come out to help singers here in L.A. learn marketing. And he was wonderful, and I just loved him. First thing he started talking about was quantum physics. And I'm like, oh, boy, that was Bernie Fershpan, wonderful man. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, I want to hang on to this guy. So, you know, I stayed in touch with him for years. And when the pandemic happened, Bernie approached me, and he's said, hey, Pamela, you know, and, and Bernie happened to be running the Metropolitan Room, which is one of New York's premier cabaret rooms there. And he said, hey, Pamela, you know, I'm transferring my entire platform over to Zoom. Would you like to do a show? And I'm like, yes, I would like to do a show. So I did three shows with Bernie. It's uh, 
I am not a techie. You would probably understand how he does it, Jose. But um, it's hooked up with my computer here in, in my house, and it's run through Zoom, his platform in New York. He literally, it's like a nightclub, quote unquote. He lets people into the nightclub, and they're there waiting, you know, because he opens the room at 6.30. The show starts at 7 o'clock, Pacific Standard Time. And then at 7 o'clock, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, just like it would be if you were, you know, at the Tellos, you know, or, or the Gardenia or somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, welcome, Pamela Clay, to the stage. And then I come on, and it's Zoom, and I just, um, I'm going to be celebrating love and romance, doing some wonderful songs by some wonderful singers that, you know, and songwriters that you'll just love, and uh, all different kinds of styles. I'll be doing jazz and country and rock and um, cabaret and Broadway and also French. And my husband, uh, Bruce Bermudez, wonderful artist, musician, incredible man, he will be coming on to join me, and we'll be doing a couple of original love songs that... We, uh, one of them we've already recorded with our band, Catahoula, C-A-T-A-H-O-U-L-A, catahoulamusic.com. And we uh, had this amazing song called Sunset Boulevard that we're, I don't even want to say what's going to be happening with this song. It's so amazing. And then another song, which we've not re yet recorded, um, which I'm, it'll be a surprise for you, which is a love song that Bruce and I wrote. Oh, gosh, I can't even tell you when. We've been in love for so long. And, um, yeah, and Aretha Franklin, darling, I'm going to be doing some Aretha Franklin, too. So it's going to be quite a party, quite the party. And uh, to get a ticket, tickets are, um, I like to say, a ticket to fly is uh, 20 bucks. And uh, you go to metropolitanzoom.com, go to their calendar, punch in Pamela Clay. It'll come up my special Valentine. And, um, you know, you do all the credit card stuff. And then I don't know if it's a half hour or an hour or whenever, but you'll be getting an email from Metropolitan Zoom. And um, they'll be saying, you know, here's the link. You can get on and, and uh, join the party. And if for some reason the dog ate your homework, you know, you got sick or something happened you couldn't make it at that time because you got a ticket after the show at some point you're going to be getting an email with a secret link where you can watch the show anytime wow oh. so that's metropolitan what zoom metropolitan zoom metropolitan, metropolitan zoom metropolitan z-o-m-m-o uh, -M -M i mean z-o-m <laughs> got it I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to gonna that. be there for wait. sure. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Me too. I'm so excited. And yeah. I have the most amazing musicians that have been creating these beautiful tracks for me to perform to. David Mosco, whom I've known for, gosh, I couldn't even tell you how long. He's been my musical director. We went to New York together with my Edith Piaf show. I've only sung once in New York, and that was with David at Feinstein's 54 Below, and it was just so much fun. That's amazing. And then Lindsay Gillis, which is... Um, we like to call him the emperor in Catahoula. He's Catahoula's longtime uh, lead guitar player. He's creating amazing tracks as well. And so it's just, it's just going to be so wonderful and so great. Oh, sounds exciting. Yes. <laughs> so, and there will be other artists performing as well? or just No, no, because it's a pan, no, it's a pandemic, darling. So it's oh. my husband, Bruce, and me. And okay. I have wonderful tracks um, okay. that are being created for me as we speak. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yay. And Pamela, can you delight us with yes. uh, one of the romantic songs right now? Oh, wonderful. Well, <laughs> Now this one, this one, I would love to, Jose. Thank you so much. And I'm thinking about this particular one. This was written by the great Willie Nelson. And oh. it's a song that everybody just seems to love. Definitely a country song. Crazy. Can you hear that track? Yes. yes. Wonderful. 
so at some point along the way so i think everybody can relate to that song but hopefully you'll have more happy moments than the ones that make it crazy (laughs) (laughs) with that let's talk about your your relationship your lover your husband your friend your support system your team member and how he has influenced your career Oh, what a wonderful question. Oh, my goodness, you guys asked the best questions. Um, <laughs> gosh, well, I got to say that, um, you know, living and wor- working in the entertainment industry takes not only a lot of confidence and experience, talent, uh, but also it takes a tremendous amount of um gosh what is it uh you have to feel like you're grounded you know it's it's uh because you're you're so out so often being asked to to literally to fly because when when you step into the role of another person's life and you're expected to to bring it to life it's literally like almost like leaving earth you know to fly and the same thing at least it's the way I feel and when I sing I I I literally imagine that I have roots that come from the bottom of my feet and when I act too whenever you step on the stage no matter what kind of stage it is I feel like I have roots that go from the bottom of my feet down to the center of the earth and then you know if i were to stretch my hands up they'd be like you know huge branches of a huge tree that just go you know way out into the universe and because i feel that uh um in order to to do what we're doing you've got to have very deep roots and so not only the roots that are you know metaphysical or you know um invisible but i feel very grateful to have someone who helps to keep me grounded in uh just um you know baby did you eat enough today you know baby you should go to sleep now you know those kinds of things because we as artists we tend to drive 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 ourselves because i know i have this incredible like we were talking about this engine you know which is filled with life and love and i i wake up in the morning and i i just want to you know get going and 
And it's uh, important to, to pace yourself and to not burn yourself out. And it unfortunately happens all too often in this business. You know, folks can get burned out. And when you have somebody there holding your hand, um, who's also helping to uh, quell the fear because you're you're fighting so much fear, you know, to be able to stand up in front of anybody and say anything uh, takes it takes a certain amount of courage uh, that can be learned. Um, and I know I had to learn it. I, re <laughs> I remember when I was a senior in high school and they cast me as Eliza in My Fair Lady. And uh, this was back in the time of miniskirts. And so there I am wearing miniskirts. And they would put me up in the school assemblies, you know, and they would want me to promote the show. And they'd have me get up there in a miniskirt and sing. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, my knees are knocking. Can anyone see it? And so I literally have had to learn how to deal with all of this. It's like electricity. It's like having your finger in the socket. And, and, and all, the, all the energy is going through your entire body. And it's, it's quite a... Um, it's something to, to that I've had to learn to deal with because there's so much power inside my body that has to be uh, basically uh, dealt with, relaxed, calmed down, and focused so that it can be uh, channeled and delivered in the right way, you know? I get it. I get it. So, I'm so glad. Yes, yes, yes. Well, my hat's off to you. Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, and much success, continued success. Thank you, darling. Career. I do look forward to seeing you on Zoom. Is it on Valentine's Day? You know, Valentine's Day fell on a Sunday, and I'm old school. I like to do my shows Saturday night. <laughs> so it's Saturday night, and so it's actually the 13th which I like to think is a lucky day because my daddy was born September 13th. So I, I love the number 13. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Saturday the 13th from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. As long as you have a ticket, you know, I have folks that have watched in uh, my other shows in France and Germany and even someone in India and, you know, all over the place. So, um, and Texas, it doesn't matter where you are. As long as you have a ticket to fly, you can come and fly with me, and if you can't make it at that time, um, you'll be getting an email afterwards with a secret link so you can watch the show that happened that you missed. Wonderful. Thank you. Oh. We will be there supporting you, Pamela. I so appreciate it, Jose. You, my friend, have been such a gift, and it's so funny. It started out, he sent me a message on Messenger, do I like ice cream? And I'm like, hmm, what an odd question. I said, no, not really, which is true, because I really don't eat ice cream because I don't eat animals, you know, and ice cream is, is, is milk products, you know. So I'm like, that, and like, no, I don't eat it. And so I said, no, not really. And so then he goes, well, do you like boats? And I'm like, um, you know, what's with all the questions? And, you know, I, I just, I'm always, uh, you know, let's... Uh, Let's let's cut to the quick. Let's let's get to where, you know, let's not mess around, beat around the bush. You know, what do you have to say? Let's get to it. You know, that's the way I am. And so we, we got off on a right foot immediately. <laughs> yeah. Pamela, was yes. there is there an artist that inspired you? <clears throat> well, there are many. Um, I got to say that, um, you know, the first one, I think that really like totally blew my mind was Elvis Presley. Um, and uh, I remember the first time I heard, um, I can't help falling in love with you. I mean, I literally, I, I glued, my parents had an old, I didn't used to call it a hi-fi. And it had, um, you know, like the mesh um, where the, uh, behind which was the speaker, you know, this mesh fabric. And I remember just getting up to that high fine, getting my ear as close as I could to that speaker to hear that voice. And, uh, I think Elvis Presley, uh, of course, my, my mom said that she found me cooing in the cradle. So I've been singing since the day I was born, little before I could make words and stuff. But I think Elvis was the big one. And then there were others also that, you know, like Bobby Darren. I don't know if you know who Bobby Darren is, but he had a television show that was just amazing. And it seemed to me he used to always end it with Mac the Knife. But regardless, he was just 
an incredible performer. Um, and of course, um, Judy Garland just, just, it didn't matter what she was singing, you know, and, um, those are, those are the big three that, that pop up. Did you see the movie Judy? You know, a lot of people have asked me that and I, I, I never got to see it. I, I heard that she was phenomenal. Um, but I, I rarely, unfortunately, get out to the actual movie theater, which is terrible being an actress. I'm a little bit spoiled, and I have screeners, and I know that I have the screener Judy somewhere in my house. So you reminded me, I've got to go dig it out. She literally, you get stacks of them, you know, stacks and stacks of screeners. And that one is somewhere in my house, and I must find it and watch it because hats off to Renee Zellweger. I loved her in Cold Mountain. I think she won the Oscar in Cold Mountain as well. Well deserved. Incredible well, book. I read the book first, but she was great in that. She, great you're going to be in for a treat when you see it's her. It's just, you know, personally, it's a little tricky for me because I... Uh, there's a, there's a musical that is called, uh, what's it called, The Edge of the Rainbow or something like that. And um, it was up against me and another wonderful actress and singer-actress. And she ended up, pardon me, what happened? I think the sound went funny. No, we hear you okay. Yeah. Okay, okay I'm sorry. So what, what did you say, Michelle? I didn't say anything. Oh, I said... Oh. It, when you see uh, the movie Judy, you're going to be in for a treat. Renee oh, oh. played that role superbly. I was amazed at her yes. performance. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. It, it's riveting. It's ah, riveting. But very fantastic. Good. Fantastic. How great. Yeah. So glad. It's always nice when, you know... Uh, people get rewarded for doing great things, you know. I'm, I'm proud of her. That's great. Would it be safe to say you know the words to Somewhere Over the Rainbow? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I do. Uh, I mean, that's, that's one of my numbers, you know, because I... Um, but the first show that I did on Zoom, it was called The Magic Show. And um, when the pandemic hit, I don't know about you, but it, it totally uh, discombobulated my sleep patterns. And um, I would find myself, you know, awake in the middle of the night, you know, and uh, and especially because I had a show coming. I'm like, okay, I got a show coming. And I, I literally went out to the garden one night and, and found this shell and brought it back inside, you know, washed it up and everything. And I said, this shell, I'm going to call my show the magic shell. And, and what it was, because you know how when you're a little kid and you go to the beach and you pick up a shell and, and then you bring it home, and you go, hey, look, Mom, I can hear the ocean. And you can. You pick up a shell, you can hear the ocean. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to hear? And what I would hear is like Judy Garland talking to me. I'm like, oh, my God. Or, you know, Edith Piaf talking to me. And so then I would turn around and then I would become Edith Piaf or become Judy Garland, you know, to the best of my ability. I'd put on a scarf, put on a hat or, you know, whatever. And because uh, you can't really imitate somebody. I, I don't imitate somebody. I just do my best to, to bring their essence, you know, their, their spiritual essence, you know, to the best of my ability forward. It's a lot of fun. But, yes, I do know the words to Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Could you please <laughs> just pull a few bars off the cup, just a few, just a, just a sentence or two. That would mean so much to me. Well, I got to tell you, Michelle, I'm going to do this for you. My husband will not be happy because he was actually, besides being in this incredible band with me, he was in the new Christy Minstrels. He took Kenny Rogers' place. He's played all the big rooms in the world. You know, he's played for the Queen. He played for the Presidents, you know, everything. He would say, Pamela, that's so unprofessional to sing a cappella, but I don't care. I'm going to sing a little Somewhere Over the Rainbow a cappella for you. And... And he's in the other room, the door's closed, he can't hear me. And the thing is, is that it has a beautiful intro that a lot of people don't know. And so I'm going to sing you the intro. It goes on. When all the world is a hopeless jumble And the raindrops tumble all around Heaven opens a magic lane when all the clouds darken up the skyways, 
There's a rainbow highway to be found Leading from your windowpane To a place behind the sun Just a step beyond the This has been a huge, it's a huge uh, milestone for us to, to have this honor to interview you, Pamela. Thank you, Jose. Uh, Thank you so much. It's yeah. been my great honor to be interviewed by you both. You are both delightful. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, to conclude this show, I just want to remind our listeners to... You know, stay tuned with everything that Pamela Clay is about to give birth, including this uh, virtual concert coming up this Saturday. Thank you. February and if, you know, if they ever want to know what's going on with me, they can find all the information there on my website. They yeah. go to Pamela Clay, P-A-M-E-L-A, Clay, C-L-A-Y.com. Yeah. And you can always find out what's going on with me, you know, the shows that I'm doing. And you can get CDs and DVDs and, you know, goodies and stuff like that. And there, anyway, there's lots of great stuff on there. So, um... I so appreciate this wonderful opportunity for me to give voice to basically sharing my life with you and with the world, because I know you have quite a wide platform. So I would like to send out love to the whole world and um, prayers that we all be healed and that joy continues to be what we drink every day. My husband and I literally, when we, when we, drink something we go cheers and then we go cup of joy like we're drinking a cup of joy you know so okay. let's all drink a cup of joy <laughs> yes, cheers, cheers, yes, cup cheers, of joy. cheers 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 cup of joy, cheers, cheers, cheers. Cup of joy. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes thank you thank you so much pamela and our listeners you are here with us at the success podcast with Michelle Rickman and Jose Angel Manaisa Jr. Have a wonderful. wonderful night, everyone. Thank you so it much. It's a pleasure meeting you, Pamela, and I look forward to your show on um, February the 13th. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Angels all around you. Much love. Oh, thank you. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.